There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. This episode of the Raptors Everything Podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Kentucky Fried Chicken, the new official food of basketball. So make sure you're never missing buckets. Order yours online at kfc.ca and get it before tip-off. So I'm recapping the Toronto Raptors 101-92 to win over the Utah Jazz. And um, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a very good mood. The Raptors, they just they do it time after time. You know, adversity circumstances, uh, injuries, all these things working against them. I mean, this is as much of a scheduled loss as there is one, all right? You are playing the second half of back-to-back, fifth and last game of the road trip um, against the Utah Jazz, who are hot and cold, but generally speaking, a pretty decent team, definitely a competent team. Uh, And, yeah, you go into this game without Fred VanVleet, you go into this game without Marcus All the two of them were out, sort of just low, uh, managed their injuries. You know, Mark played uh, against Sacramento, but, you know, no back-to-backs for him right now, which is smart. And Fred is also, I guess, perpetually kind of close, but not fully there. And so you're already shorthanded. Those are two very important pieces of the rotation. And then two minutes into the game, less than two minutes into the game, Norman Powell is guarding Mike Conley. On a baseline drive, he jumps to contest, and OG Anobi also comes over and rotates and tries to contest at the basket. Norm and OG collide. Norm goes down. He has to be helped off the floor, and he's ruled out of the game. This is, by the way, Norman Powell, who is fresh off winning Eastern Conference Player of the Week, where he was you know, named alongside LeBron. Great company. Uh, after leading the Raptors to a 3-0 week, on the road, averaging 28 points per game. Sorry, averaging 31 points per game. On the last five games, he's averaging 28 since returning from injury. And just a huge, huge blow for the Raptors. I mean, Norm has been really, really awesome. And so, no Fred, no Mark, no Norm on the road. And what do the Raptors do? Of course, the Raptors go out and pull out the win. That's what they've done all season, man. They, they find a way to win. They find a way to just win, and you look at the effort the Raptors showed tonight, look, one of the things that really was encouraging when you watch this game was that despite the fact that there were the injuries, and that was early on, and also, there was also a bit of an injury scare when OG Anobi, um, then, you know, also guarding Mike Conley on a drive, uh, ends up stepping on Conley's ankle, rolls his own ankle, and, uh, you know, there was, there was a stretch there where, you know, um, OG was also out, and so you're down OG, you're down Norm. Now OG comes back and plays, and plays a very, very big role. And I'll get to that in a second. But, you know, despite the fact that there are they're two injuries to the starting lineup, um, you know, despite the fact that just pretty much everyone online is freaking out, all right? It's just the, the sequence of the two injuries back-to-back were just so unfortunate. On top of all the injuries the Raptors had all year. Um 
But you like the response because Raptors not at any point wavered. Like they had to bring in Pat McCaw to play 43 minutes. They played 43 minutes of Pat McCaw. Didn't really matter. The Raptors defensively were solid. And that's been their that's been their plan all season is if we can defend and we can defend on the road, we can defend at home. They always say defense travels. The Raptors are the second best defensive team in the NBA by the metrics. Um, if you can defend, you can compete. And this is another example of that the Raptors defend and they never, you know, their intensity never wavered. In fact, the Raptors actually led for much of this game, despite the fact that they've been shorthanded. Um, you know, there was a stint there where the Jazz were able to create a lead that was mostly against the Raptors bench, which again proves to be some reliability. I mean, but at the same time, you understand because they're down three pieces of their rotation. I mean, Serge and Mark uh, and Norm, Serge and Norm should be giving you like thirty-five points off the bench, thirty points off the bench, nightly basis, and and, and they're both in the starting lineup because of injuries to actual starters. And now you know Norm goes down. You know the bench is going to be iffy, but the Raptors recoup. Um, I thought Kyle Lowry was really good in sort of just keeping this team steady as he has done all road trip. Seriously, a fantastic five game road trip for Kyle Lowry. Pascal Siakam was really, really good. He was really just the anchor for that starting lineup, and you know he played extended minutes tonight. Was also pretty good with the bench as well. So um, you know the Raptors actually getting into halftime. You know with the lead. Uh, you know, you look at it, you're like, okay, the Jazz are going to wake up at some point. Because, you know, to be honest, the Jazz weren't playing that hard in the first half. I don't know what it was. The Jazz has just gone back from the East Coast. They've had time to rest. It's at home. They should have the advantage. They should look like the more livelier team. But they were not playing much defense. They just, you know, they played some zone. But it was one of those situations where they played zone more to, like, just keep the team organized rather than playing zone because they were doing that well defensively and just their man-to-man coverage was just not bad or just was just not good so they were playing zone because you know they just weren't defending properly uh and you figure though in the second half they make a push and you're gonna have to see if the raptors are gonna be you know be able to withstand that punch and to a certain extent the jazz did play a little bit better in the second half um what's his name joe ingles had a really really good stretch where he scored 10 straight points for the team in the fourth quarter he's you know spoiler alert the joe henderson award winner tonight he was really clutch for the uh for the Jazz tonight in the fourth, but the Raptors just keep just, just kept coming back and coming back. I thought Nick Nurse, first off, credit to him, he figured out his rotation, which was not easy. Again, like, like I said, Norm Powell, who played 40-plus minutes uh, in their previous win just last night, he goes down after a minute and a half. And so you pretty much just scrap your whole plan. you got to come up with something new on the fly. I thought he did a really good job finding a new rotation and... After the, what he saw in the first half, he settled on what he was going to do with his bench and stabilizing that bench rotation, even though that they're only really playing, you know, with a couple of starters, the rotation is very short, obviously, um, even just finding that little bit of competency off the bench was really, really important for the Raptors tonight. Uh, and Nick found two guys off the bench in Rondé Hollis Jefferson and Matt Thomas, and I guess Pat McCaw as well, but McCaw was mostly a starter tonight because Norman's won out. So, you know, those three guys off the bench. Um, those were the guys that that Nick was going to trust and they played really, really well. They really held it down for the Raptors. Um, you know, you got some big contributions from Matt Thomas in terms of, uh, a three, uh, a very heads up drive to the rim where Kyle Irie got stuck in the lane and, um, Matt Thomas filled it from the weak side. Uh, I, I think the jazz were playing sort of in a semi zone and so they didn't really catch him. Uh, so he slipped back door for a layup. He had another layup actually at the rim that he left short. 
you know, no biggie. And then the second half, Matt Thomas was in the paint, stuck with a center on him, did a little fake, got the center in the air, stepped through, finish. Honestly, DeMar DeRozan-esque. Like, it was a very, very beautiful move. Uh, and then after that, he also had a long two. And then Rondé, Rondé was just, look, it was all heart, all effort for Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, in 22 minutes off the bench, had seven offensive rebounds. Was he good on offense? Almost never. Uh, he's, you know, always someone that's going to muck up the paint a little bit. But Ronnie Hollis Jefferson, the seven offensive rebounds, I don't care if he shoots three of eight. I don't care if he needs four attempts to go up for a layup. It doesn't matter. If he can give you seven offensive rebounds, his hustle and energy was really, really good in winning the Raptors' second um, possessions. Of course, you know, playing pretty good defense as well, as he normally does. And so Nurse found a rotation, and it really came down to another close game, another crunch time game. And again, great practice for the Raptors. Hey, look, if this road trip gave anything for the Raptors, it's not just that they got four wins and four out of five. Um, it's the fact that they got a lot of practice closing out games. Um, they're going to face tougher opponents in the Jazz in the playoffs. They're going to face tougher opponents in Sacramento and Golden State and Phoenix. But at the same time, they've had a lot of reps to do what they do. And each time, the Raptors have been able to close out the game brilliantly, both you know offensively and defensively. Offensively, a little bit of luck. They got Kyle Lowry, who made the KFC bucket of the night, with an incredible incredible step back jumper from I think 30 feet at least with Mike Conley right up on him with about a second left on the shot clock Raptors were up two of that situation with 230 left Kyle Lowry hits that three all of a sudden it's a five-point game huge huge shot but you also have Pascal Siakam attacking in transition getting a floater to drop you got Pascal Siakam drawing a double kicking out to OJ Anobi for a three um you know, you just got a bunch of clutch plays in that stretch offensively. And then, most importantly, it was the defense. The defense for the Raptors tonight was excellent. The Jazz are a very good offensive club. They can, they have a lot of shooters on the team. They can do some damage. They were fully healthy tonight. You know, they only had 92 points on their home floor. They only shot 39.8%. Um, you know, the Raptors kept them off the free throw line as well. Kept them off the offensive glass. Didn't force a lot of turnovers out of this team, but it's not a high turnover team. Uh, and honestly, when you look up and down the line, except for Joe Ingles, the Raptors kept all the Jazz's, you know, uh, major offensive players off the board. You know, like you look at it, Donovan Mitchell, 11 points tonight, minus 30. Mike Conley, 13 points tonight, 4 of 12 shooting from the field. Rudy Gobert, I'm going to get a lot, I'm going to talk a lot about this man. Uh, six points, one of four. All right. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, five points. You know, he's averaging close to, he's averaging like, you know, high, you know, high teens this year. And, you know, even Jordan Clarkson, who, whatever, it's Jordan Clarkson. But hey, man, Jordan Clarkson has been a really, really good bench piece for them in terms of the scoring. He only has nine points tonight. So the Raptors really did a great job defensively. Uh, and this is the same down the stretch. You know, you got uh, Pat McCaw playing some really, really good defense, the denying and swarming the ball, forcing a turnover creating a fast break that leads to OJ Anobi finishing with the putback. Um, you got, you know, speaking of OJ Anobi, OJ Anobi had what is, I don't know, there's no KFC block of the game, but maybe we should start it. KFC block of the game tonight was OJ Anobi, who, you know, the Jazz had ran a pick and roll. They got Rudy Gobert going down to the basket. Gobert is the NBA leader in field goal percentage because all this man does is dunk. And he has a wide open dunk. At least it seems, but OJ Anobi makes a brilliant rotation, comes across in the corner, swats Gobert, clean, strips him, um, and preserves that lead for the Raptors, and the Raptors go the other way. 
And it was such a big play. And it was so big that Gobert got real in his feelings towards the end there, man. He actually uh, got into a bit of a tussle with OG. You know, nothing nothing major, but enough to get the two of them both uh, thrown out of the game. Where after another stop, you know, Gobert is tugging on OG's arm as he's running up the floor. OG responds with a little chicken wing up to uh, Gobert's face. And then Gobert, as they're continuing to run down the floor, Gobert tries to sort of, I don't even know what the move was, not push, not do anything else, but just sort of run through OG's back. And OG senses this and kind of flips it, so his momentum goes through anyway. Um, bit of a judo move there by OG. But yeah, uh, the two of them get in their fa- each other's faces. The play's reviewed. Both are ejected. And honestly, you know, the best part of this win, I mean, Pascal was amazing. Kyle was amazing, Serge was amazing, OG did his part, the bench did their part. A lot of things to savor from this win, but I'm really, really going to savor what they did to All-Star and also uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert. I mean, first off, this man had one total basket the whole night. Whole night. Look, a lot of that is just the Jazz guards didn't want to pass to him for some reason. Uh, but honestly, when he had the ball, it didn't do much with it, but only one play of the night. I went back and looked at the replays just to make sure that one play was a wide open dunk. Great job. Great job. Uh, and you know, what was the, the funniest part about this game was you could see Gobert's frustration building towards, you know, over the course of the game, you know, there was a, a cheap shot that he delivered to, uh, Serge Ibaka where Ibaka caught the ball on the move, hit him with the up fake. Gobert completely falls for it, leaves his feet for some reason. <laughs> Defensive player of the year right there. Uh, you know, Serge moves past him, gets to the basket, and Gobert, uh, while Serge is in the air, you know, Gobert commits the foul, but he what he does is he does this little subtle dirty move where he sort of puts his uh puts his elbow into, you know, Serge's ribs while he's midair and, and shoves him. No replay, nothing. Just call a regular foul. Serge is down for a little bit on the play, comes back, hits both free throws. Um, so that was sort of the start of what was going on there. And then as the course of the game went on in the fourth quarter, multiple times Rudy Gobert would just throw his hands up real, you know, uh, dramatic with everything. Somehow eluded the technical, uh, even though he's definitely showing up the referees, whatever. I don't even care for the technical there. It was just funny to watch him, you know, be just so desperate. Um, and then of course, at the very end, uh, him getting blocked and then afterwards taking his frustration out with OG with that little bit of a scuffle. Look, man. Listen, I, I do not respect this man tonight because, first off, he's supposed to be an all-star. You're minus 22 in 32 minutes on ho- at, on your home court. You're getting punked. And really, you say, fine, whatever, six points is six points. You know, he's a defensive player. What did he do on defense tonight? Three defensive rebounds in a night where the Raptors grabbed 14 offensive rebounds. Their defensive anchor grabs three defensive rebounds. And you're like, well, you know, he must have done other things. Well, he had five fouls. That's that's good. Almost as many fouls as points. That's always a good stat. Uh, and also, who was he guarding? Because look at this. Serge Ibaka at center tonight, 27 points. And you say, well, you know, okay, fine. Maybe he was leaving Ibaka a lot because, you know, he had to help on Siakam. Maybe he did something good on Siakam. No, that's not true, actually. Siakam had 27 points himself. So you're looking at 54 combined points from the opposing starting backcourt. 
uh, front court for 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 the Raptors. Who you got Ibaka nine of seventeen. You got Pascal Siakam nine of eighteen. Both efficient nights. Both to twenty seven. Siakam with a plus twenty. Serge Ibaka with a plus twenty eight. And there you have All Star Center Defensive Player of the Year Rudy Gobert with his six points minus twenty two, playing no defense, throwing temper temper tantrums, throwing cheap shots, getting himself tossed out of the game. Just a brilliant night. And on his home floor, too, you know. Great, great stuff. And the Raptors didn't even have Marcus all tonight to further torment his night. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was bad. But look, listen, it was bad for, honestly, for most of the Jazz's, uh, most of the Jazz's rotation. Like, I, it didn't really feel like much of them uh, played that well. And you compare sort of the composure the Raptors played with as compared to what the Jazz played with, it's completely night and day. First off, you know, because of all this Gobert stuff and, you know, whatever, it was funny watching him uh, take this loss tonight uh it kind of overlaps you know and, and sort of uh, covers up for the fact that Pascal Siagam had a really really great game look we want him to become this sort of prototypical uh point forward type you know the the LeBron type the Giannis type the Kawhi type uh those are the best players in the game those end up being the players that end up holding the trophies at the end of the year well you look at the stat line tonight if I told you someone gave you 27 points 11 rebounds 8 assists on 50% shooting with two threes and a plus 20 in 39 minutes to deliver a road win, you would say, that's Giannis, that's Kawhi, that's LeBron. That, tonight, that was Pascal Siakam. Career-high eight assists tonight. The passing was really, really good. He, he found OJ Anobi a couple times. He found Rondé. He found Serge. He found Kyle. You know, like, fed all these guys. And the fact that he got eight assists without Norman Powell even in the game. Norman Powell basically, you know, a non-factor because he got hurt so early. Norm's been you know, a recipient of a lot of Pascal's passes, and, and why not? I mean, I would pass the norm, too, right now with the way he's scoring. But, you know, Pascal was able to play make, and just the way he attacked in this game, I loved it. You know, there are times where he takes a lot of threes, and you're like, why are you going with the outside-in approach? You should be inside first and then go to the three-point line and hurt them that way. Uh, tonight was a great balance. I'm not saying I only want to t- see him take five threes a game because I think he's good enough to take more than five, but I liked his approach. He got into the paint and he was willing to attack, even though there is a, you know, uh, <clears throat> as my little brother George said, uh, French Rudy, uh, <laughs> French Roy Hibbert in the lane today, uh, Pascal was still totally willing to go into the paint and, and attack. And, and, you know, uh, we saw Siakam today with a variety of moves, you know, him going to work against Royce O'Neal, uh, in the post Royce just stood no chance, you know, uh, you know, Pascal even let left one layup short on the rim, uh, early on, but just was cooking him, you know, when they put like Joe Ingles on him, like no chance, whatever. And, you know, what I really liked is that even though Gobert was always lurking in the lane, Pascal was able to consistently beat that sort of scheme because he either was able to do one of two things. One, he was able to kick out to Surge, who was amazing from three to nine. Obviously, Gobert, you know, leaving and doubling to on Siakam. Uh, Ibaka's me open on the three-point line. Pascal did a really good job finding Ibaka. Ibaka did a really good job spacing out and getting open for the shots. Five and seven from three for Serge Ibaka. Again, uh, I always like when he hits five threes because it reminds me of the uh, game seven. Um, but, you know, Pascal did a really good job with the passing. But also, too, he had some great counters tonight. Pascal Siakam had three gorgeous turnaround jumpers tonight where Gobert was coming over and he knew he couldn't force his way to the basket. You don't want to get blocked that situation. You don't want to spark a fast break for the Jazz. And we've seen Siakam sometimes make bad reads and force his way to the basket 
and sort of compromise the Raptors' floor balance in that sense. This time, Siakam senses it, sees the help from Gobert, and on three occasions, he hits turnaround jumpers. Where again, this is some superstar shit. If you are six foot nine and taking turnaround jumpers from like the elbow or from like the mid post, no one's gonna be able to challenge that shot, man. Nobody's gonna challenge that shot. Uh, have you ever seen Have you ever seen Kawhi's jumper get blocked? It, it does not happen. All right, and it's kind of the same deal here where Pascal was able to fade. And just with that length, six foot nine, you know, he has a seven foot wingspan. You know, the standing reach is crazy. The release point is real high. No one's able to get to that shot. And Pascal hit three of those tonight. Pascal looked amazing today. And he continued it throughout crunch time as well. You know, making a layup, hitting some clutch free throws. Uh, he was seven of seven from the free throw line. I like that he's back being very sharp at the free throw line. He started the year like 95%. I would like him to get back to like the high, high 80s range. I know he can do it. Um, and also with the assist to OG and just was steady throughout the game. Pascal was really good. Um, Serge was phenomenal as well. Again, you know, um, 27 points for Serge, 13 rebounds, three assists. That's what an actual all-star stat line looks like, by the way. Uh, you know, a center with actual skill who can, you know, hit a basic hook shot, uh, or hit a three or make a move or make a pass, uh, you know, defend, you know, it's just any of these skills that Gobert lacked today, uh, you know, Serge had it, like, it was just complete opposites. Serge was phenomenal tonight. The, the work on the offensive glass as well, he's so persistent. Um, there was one shot where he, he missed a short bunny, but he was able to get to the opposite side and then meet the rebound himself and then put up the, the putback and score. Again, great defensive box out by Defensive Player of the Year right there. Uh, and then, yeah, just overall, Serge Ibaka was just, again, flat-out dominant. You know, you know Serge is feeling it when he's making accurate reads on the move where um, he's able to roll and make a play, whether that's passing out to the next guy or finishing on the move. And, you know, Serge was phenomenal today. Again, he took a cheap shot from Rudy Gobert. Actually, by the way, when I went back to look at this, the Gobert is one play, which I said he only had one basket tonight, and it was a dunk. Actually, when you look at the replay, Gobert actually kicks Ibaka in the leg, which is the reason why Gobert gets open, and that was his first uh, basket of the game. Um, Clearly, his teammates will only pass him when he's open for dunks, which, you know, says a lot. Some Bismack behavior right there. Uh, And, yeah, you know, just Serge uh, Serge gave that one up. But, uh, honestly, tonight, Serge flat out outplayed. Uh, one of the best centers in the league traditionally with Gobert. So, you know, uh, you love to see that. You love you love to see that. And then Kyle Lowry. I mean, you know, look, listen, Kyle, 43 minutes tonight, all right? Obviously, it's an extended workload. You don't want to see a lot of those for Kyle. Obviously, he's a little older. You don't want to jeopardize his health. God damn it, everyone is hurt this year. But, hey, man, listen, this is what Kyle Lowry does. He, he does what it takes to uh, win you a game. You know, if you need 43 minutes because Norm's out and you need some more uh, playmaking, you need basically someone to help you close it out, it's fine. The Raptors don't play again until Saturday. You got some time. Kyle Lowry's going to go out there and get, make sure you get this result done. You know, a couple things with Kyle that I just really appreciate. You know, Kyle versus Kyle, Mike Conley has always been this thing. They used to play together in Memphis. You know, Kyle was there first. Then Mike Conley gets drafted. Then, you know... Uh, you know, Conley becomes the starter in Memphis for like a decade. Kyle gets moved out, goes to Houston, has to bounce around a couple of times, goes to Toronto. Um, but you know, it, it, the, the the differences in how they approach the game was great. You look at the Jazz offense. Look, look, Conley has seven assists. Kyle Lowry had seven assists. On the on the surface, it looks like both guys did a great job setting the table. But honestly, you look at the shot distribution tonight, right? Kyle Lowry was able to you know feed Ibaka seventeen times. Pascal Siakam had eighteen shots. 
Pascal had 18 shots with seven free throw attempts. Um, you know, just to sort of the way the Raptors moved the ball, you know, in terms of just where they were attacking from made a lot of sense. Whereas if you look at Utah, Bogdanovich with eight shots, honestly, he's a guy who should get more than eight shots. He's a really damn good shooter. Uh, Gobert with only four field goal attempts. You know, honestly, as much as I want to sign this man, he should get more than four field goal attempts. All right. Um, you just look at the shot distribution. It wasn't really quite there uh, in terms of the way it was set up. And, you know, you appreciate what Kyle Lowry is able to do because it's, it's in the small stuff. It's it's the really small stuff. Like, end of the first half, Kyle Lowry comes down, two for one, pulls up from deep. He first saw Kyle Lowry had some very, very, uh, you know, he had four threes tonight on 12 attempts. Not necessarily the greatest efficiency, but uh, he had some really, really deep threes. But he hits one deep. He he creates a two for one opportunity before the halftime. Um and then right after that, you know, after he makes that three, the Raptors get the ball back. Maybe only like five, six seconds. Kyle Lowry pushes the pace all the way down the floor, runs a really quick pick and roll with Serge Ibaka, loses Conley on the screen. And just when you think Kyle Lowry is going to pull up, the defense converges on Kyle because it's a very, very short shot clock situation. Kyle slips a pass to Ibaka. Ibaka catches it on the move, floats it in right before the buzzer. And that five points right there is very, very important. Is is first off the the ingenuity to even see and create that two for one opportunity is big, but then to convert on both of those is just the small stuff that really, really add to your win probability on a night like this. And Kyle just, you know, again the the clutch three at the end too. Kyle was just phenomenal, um, and it was a good game. You know, uh, you know McCaw for example. Look, listen, I know people get on McCaw a lot. You know, it honestly, rightfully so. A lot of games, he's not that good. Tonight was not one of those games. Tonight's one of those games we should be singing McCaw's praises. Look, forty-three points with only one uh, with only one of five shooting from the field, which is a pretty opportunistic layup. Um, is not necessarily a stat line that pops off the page, but I'm telling you, if you look at the perimeter defense, that's where the Raptors won this game. Was with perimeter defense. You look at Mike Conley, four of twelve from the field. Donovan Mitchell, four of sixteen from the field. Jordan Clarkson, 3 of 9 from the field. I'm not saying McCaw guarded these guys all game. There's three guys. He's not going to guard all three. But he took stints on all three of those guys. And he did a really good job pressuring the ball, making life difficult for these guys. And honestly, you know, that's the stuff that's not going to show up in the boxer. I'm not saying he does this every night because there are things McCaw takes off the table too. Just by, you know, not being a threat offensively. But... I thought he did a really good job defensively. Three steals. He was really good at securing defensive rebounds. Six of them tonight in, in 43 minutes. Um, and just, like, set the table and let other people shine. You know, like, the plus 21 in 43 minutes is probably McCaw's best plus minus of the entire season. Maybe that um, that Boston game, which was honestly just out of this world. He almost had a triple-double against the Celtics on the road. Um yeah, McCall was real solid tonight. So, um, you know, I thought he was important. And again, he had to come in and play 43 minutes. The endurance to do that, the the focus, the intensity on defense never wavered. Uh, and to come in and do that on short notice for Norm, it was actually a very, very big help tonight. Um, and yeah, you know, Rondé, Matt Thomas doing a little bit uh, as well. Like, good win. Real, 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 real good win. So, in terms of your three stars tonight, first star obviously goes to Pascal Siakam, 27 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 9 of 18 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3, 7 of 7 from the free throw line. You know, so many impressive moves, so many impressive reads, and um, yeah, I mean, this is sort of a glimpse into the future of what Pascal might be able to do on a consistent basis. This was really, really good, uh, and he's had a really good road trip overall. 
Uh, second star, moving out to Serge Ibaka, 27 points, 13 rebounds, 3 assists, 9 of 17 shooting from the field, 5 of 7 from 3, 4 of 4 from the free throw line. Incredible game. Very productive game. Again, just totally outplayed You know, Ratatouille Gobert. Uh, and then your third star, you know, honestly... I want to give it to Kyle, but you know what? I'm taking this chance. I recognize OJ Anobi because that game-saving block was amazing. Again, he got himself tossed out. Um, you know, throwing jazz with Gobert never really backed down. And it just OG's, you know, defensive work was really good. Even the passing was good. You know, he found Pascal Siakam cutting in uh, after, you know, OG was on the post-up. It was a real role reversal there because usually Pascal is the one, uh, you know, with the ball and OG sort of cutting away from the ball. It was nice to see them sort of run that in reverse. OG also found a couple of plays from Pascal, had a, a you know, very heads-up play following up. Uh, a missed uh, layup by McCaw uh, in transition that sort of gave the Raptors, I think, a double-digit advantage in the fourth quarter. And I thought OG overall was really good. So, um, yeah, overall, great win. In terms of your Gerald Henderson Award, that's got to go to Joe Ingles. 20 points for Jinglin Joan off the bench with five rebounds, six assists, two steals. Uh, 32 points. I actually really respect Joe Ingles, man. He's got a really smooth game. Uh, you know, sort of slow, plays at his own pace, lefty. Everything about him is odd, but, you know, he's he's confident. He's willing to take a shot, makes the right play. And uh, it's, it's a little bad that it's, it's just too bad he's a little unathletic around the basket because at six foot eight, he's a really useful player. Reminds me a little bit of like Nick Batum almost. Uh, but 8 of 12 from the field tonight, 4 of 8. And again, 10 straight points for the Jazz in crunch time. Joe Ingles, much respect to him. Uh, he was really doing the thing. But, you know, the Raptors got the win. Uh, now they got a couple days off to rest. Thank God. Uh, you know, they can finally, you know, recoup from some of the injuries. Hopefully Norm's thing isn't too serious. Uh, we'll see. Uh, obviously, they're going to do some more tests. But uh, overall, you know, just another impressive one of the Raptors. Look, I... I <laughs> I would say this is one of the Raptors' best wins of the year, but honestly, they've had like a dozen like this where they're not supposed to win, they're shorthanded, blah, 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 all the circumstances. Screw all that. Raptors just going to go out there and win. No excuses for anything. And the Raptors are now 46-18. and 18. They're three and a half games up on the second seed. And honestly, just for curiosity's sake, not that I think it's going to happen, but the Bucks have been losing a little bit of late. You know, Giannis unfortunately suffered an injury uh, against the uh, the Lakers when you know um, LeBron unofficially uh, restarted his MVP conversation and things like that. But the Bucks have dropped a couple of games here. They're six and four. They're losing. They've, they've lost their last three games. Uh, the Raptors are still six point five games back with uh, you know. Not that many games to go, so I wouldn't really say that's realistic. But you know, it's interesting to keep an eye on. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, the Raptors. Honestly, their main priority is they got to hold on to that two seed, and they got a they got a comfortable ish cushion coming up. But you know, they got a tough schedule at the end of March. You know, they play the Lakers, they got to play the Nuggets, they got to play the, the the Celtics at home, which is a very very important game in terms of keeping that seed seeding. Uh, they got to play Milwaukee back to back. They got to play Grizzlies back to back. Although Grizzlies are really cooled off of late, it seems like they're starting to fall out of the playoff picture. Um, but you know, it, you know, they're going to need everyone on, on, on everyone healthy, everyone on deck. And please, please, let's just see this team healthy because you know, as much fun as it is to see the Raptors beat the odds, it would be really fun to you know just have everyone back and just sort of play to their full potential. We've seen what each individual player can do. We've seen them step up on moments. Let's put it all together. There's like about a month left in the season, five weeks left in the season. Let's just get the, everyone healthy. Let's get them into the playoffs uh, with the full squad. And, you know, 
God damn, man, let's defend the title because the Raptors, the way they play, they play with the heart of a champion. They play with the heart of a champion, and they play like it tonight. So great win. Great thank you to KFC for sponsoring the podcast. And um, if you haven't already, go check out the Raptors Everything live call-in show that are recorded with Josh Hart. Um, that came out. Uh, that comes out every Monday uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern, so you can watch that either at the Yahoo Sports Canada YouTube page, or you can just listen to it on the Raptors Everything live call-in show, uh, or sorry, Raptors Everything you know uh, podcast feed. But in the meantime, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, yeah, great win, man, great feeling. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 